0: Welcome back, everybody, to another emergency edition of OA News Overtime. I'm Jordan Hill with Justin Lee. Just push the button, emergency podcast. The same, as twice now in a week. We have gathered together to talk Bo Nix news on a Sunday night. We did it last week. Justin, what were you doing when you found out that Bo Nix, who had announced this time last week that he was entering the portal? We found out tonight that the rising senior is going to be headed to Oregon. So we'll talk a little bit more about what that means. But, Justin. Quack, quack. What were you doing when you heard that Bo Nix was going to Nike
1: country? I was sitting right here doing a little uh, doing a little work from home action, working on Monday's edition of the Black Auburn News. Uh, I did immediately piece together uh, when we saw Bo announce his transfer. He was not in an Under Armour hoodie. He was in a Nike hoodie. He was leaving breadcrumb trails the whole time, Jordan. Uh, yeah, what were you doing? Where are you at? I just
0: got home. We went and visited my grandmother. We just got back to my parents' house, and, I mean, we might have been sitting there five minutes. And I looked at my phone and was like, well, I, uh, whatever I was about to do, I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, visited my Getting ready for the Christmas season. Let's just talk about it. What What's sort of your read on the situation? I've written something fairly quickly about the decision post going to Oregon. He's got at least one year. If he decided to, he could play two years at Oregon. He is reunited with Kenny Dillingham, who was the offensive coordinator for his freshman year at Auburn. What's your immediate reaction to the news and sort of what we might be able to expect from
1: Bo in 2022? Everybody said, Bo, Bo's going to have his fourth offensive coordinator in four years. And he said, you thought, you thought me and Kenny back riding together again. Uh, yeah. New, new coach too. Uh, Mario Cristobal's gone. Uh, Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning. Uh, the Dan Lanning. Um, but yeah. Uh, so open opportunity. That's the kind of place you want to go to, right? Is uh, a place where, you know, I, you think about, here's the immediate example uh, it's well, it's a little bit different, but Gus goes to UCF. Big Cat goes there. Big Cat plays all year as a as a late year grad transfer, uh, and of course, obviously, it helps that that he's played with Gus and Travis. But it's all, it's like when when a new coach comes in, uh, you know, think about um, you know Demetrius Robertson. You know, like that's a great time for a uh, you know a grad transfer uh, to, to, to work. And that's, that's been proven with grad transfers before the portal, uh, became, became easier and easier for people to transfer, which, which was what Bo is, is a grad transfer. Uh, so, I mean, Hey man, I like it. And I, and I think we all knew, I think we knew that we were going to see a blockbuster move with Bo because Bo wasn't going to leave Auburn. In my opinion, I don't think Bo was ever going to leave Auburn to go to you know, UCF to be with Gus again. Uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense. I think the only the only places Bo would have gone are other Power Five Pro, Power Five programs, other uh, major programs. Um, and how about this man? Uh, there's a famous picture of uh, Bo Nix when he was nine or ten years old, I guess, at uh at, in Glendale, Arizona, <laughs> watching watching Auburn play Oregon in the national championship game, and uh, and now here he is, he's gonna suit up for Oregon uh, that's pretty wild, man. And, uh, what a, what a tangle web we weave, but for him, great opportunity. I feel, uh, I feel his gunslinger mentality fits perfect for, for that offense. I haven't watched Oregon in a while, I'll be honest. Uh, but, but, uh, and I don't know, I don't know what Dan Lane's going to bring in there, but, uh, I'm sure it'll be some West coast fun. It'll be pack 12 football. It'll be very offense heavy, very pass heavy. And, uh, that's perfect for Bo Nix. So, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know for you. What's what's your gut first reaction?
0: Was really surprised by it. You know, we yeah. heard rumors, and you know, I, I didn't put any stock in one team or another. But people said Nebraska makes sense. People, I heard some people mention Notre Dame. I yeah. heard, you know, the UCF one was an easy connection. There were and Ole Miss. Ole Miss was Ole a Miss? popular one. Old Miss, just for entertainment value, nothing <laughs> to do with anything about Bo or anything like that. I kind yeah, of but we, it.
1: But we heard we, it, it, we kind of mentioned it jokingly. Then it kind of spiced up. Yes, then it there was real kind of traction yeah. to it.
0: Uh, there were rumors that maybe Patrick Nicks might go back into college coaching as like a position coach or something, and maybe Bo goes there. Jacksonville State. No. <laughs> yeah, I think you hit on the biggest thing. Was that if Bo was going to leave Auburn, it did not make sense to go down. He had no. to go at least what people considered a lateral move, you know, to like an Ole Miss program like that, or to you know a bigger or or you know, a Power Five school that was equal right. or, or in the same realm as in Auburn. The same
1: same realm, same
0: tier. Ex- exactly. Auburn's top
1: fifteen. He couldn't go to a. He had to go to a top thirty school.
0: You would think. I so. think he did. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I know that just from what I've heard, you know, Oregon fans that have talked about, you know, when Mario left, some people weren't all that upset about Mario leaving. And part of that was they felt like quarterback play had been underwhelming in his time there. So maybe this is a big opportunity you get. You know, I think that that Kenny Dillingham connection has to give, if you're an Oregon fan, you have to feel OK about the fact that he knows what he's getting in Bo Nicks. He's worked with Bo. You know, they had some big moments together back in 2019, which, oh, my God, does that feel like that was only two years ago? (laughs) A million years ago. (laughs) I would swear it was five. Um, I was thinking just then, because I didn't think about that piece about it, the Auburn-Oregon National Championship game. I'm thinking of the Matthew McConaughey, time is a flat circle uh, uh, meme, um, because that's not only that, but his very first start was against Oregon in Arlington, Texas and he throws that touchdown to Seth Williams and is the, the hero in his very first college start. Yep. And now that, you know, obviously he's turning the page at Auburn, he's going to be playing for the Ducks. So I'm really interested to see what this looks like. I think that he's got a lot of potential. I think it kind of goes into what we've said about some of these Pac-12 uh, coaching hires, that it really feels like that entire conference is up for grabs. If you can kind of get things figured out, you can put yourself in good position. I think you can say the same thing about Bo Nick stepping in. You have a chance. There is there is nobody that I look at right now in the Pac twelve and say that's the, that team's unbeatable. You can play for a second. You know you're behind right. a Utah or a USC. I think you're very much open to you know somebody coming in there and playing the uh, you know you know stealing the show
1: essentially. Oregon, Oregon may be the odds-on favorite to win next year. I mean, obviously, Utah you, – you think Utah might be a little more of a flash in the pan. Oregon's had more sustained success. I don't know what the odds – the Pac-12 championship odds are going to be next year, but uh, I think Oregon could have the most favorable odds out of anybody. And they'll have guys
0: to replace. I know I think they lost a corner that entered the portal. Uh, Kavion Thibodeau, the, the defensive lineman, that may be a top-five pick. He's going to be gone. So And, you know, they have real concerns. And it's not going to be easy right off the bat. I tweeted this in the season opener. Somebody that Bo Nix knows well and somebody Dan Lanning knows well. Uh, So, he's going to get tested right off the bat. And I don't really know much about Oregon's depth at quarterback, I would expect. Just, again, based on what I've heard people say about the quarterback play the last few years, the quarterback play this year, that, you know, that Bo would have to come in as probably – the, the favorite to start. And that sure. makes sense, obviously, with him deciding to go there. But, yeah, I, I just – I don't know really what to expect. I think that for him, you know, just from the – out on the onset of him choosing Oregon, it makes a lot of sense um, that he's going to try to go to a team that's got a chance to be really, really good, for a team that's got a chance to play spoiler and, you know, potentially make a playoff run. Obviously, a lot of things have to go right. And I can't help but think – you know, you can kind of mirror this when I'm looking at it right now to when Jake Bentley, who was kind of another local guy that was from, uh, Opelika high school went from South Carolina to Utah and you kind of looked at that and thought, okay, this is pretty good. It didn't work out for Jake Bentley. Right. We'll see how it works out for Bo. Um, but yeah, I, I think that from his perspective, move makes a lot of sense and you know, he's going to be on a national spotlight and again, first came. there's gonna be a lot of attention on what he's gonna yeah. be able to do with Oregon
1: and he never he he beat Alabama uh he never beat Georgia and I suppose that's it this is his opportunity uh to finally beat Georgia he's got one more chance uh beating Georgia in Atlanta uh if it happens it won't quite be you know when he was dreaming of that when he was a little boy I don't think green was part of it <laughs> green yeah. highlighter yellow uh but hey, man. As far as uh, his NFL future, um, I mean, I'm gonna say it's it's not exactly like he's going to a QB guru, uh, so that's something to just think about. But I think there's something to be said uh, the way you can improve your game just by being a well-traversed player, just from from hitting a new environment. Um, I think you know, as we dissected Bo's decision to leave it, I think, and a lot of people have kind of, you know, I've said this to, to people and they've kind of just agreed is like, well, you know, he could just wake up a year from now, turn around and be like, well, I'm the same player and I didn't do everything I could uh, to make make my dream come true to, to move my draft stock up uh, to, to get a chance to play in the NFL. And again, I've said this before, uh, Bo's goal and whether you think he can be a first-round pick or an NFL starter, uh, I, would, I, would, I think Bo's goal is to, to have football in his life for as long as he wants it to be. And, and to do that, you know, just like his dad is a coach, he could be a quarterback's coach. He could be a co- – you know, the, to get into an NFL uh, quarterback room is a big part of that stuff. And he can be, you know, he can be uh, uh, part of the game for as, as, as long as he wants to be if he can make that happen. Um, and I think – I just think about um, – you know, uh, uh, I think Cam Newton was just a a better player having been at Blinn College in in Texas. I mean, I know playing a bunch of Juco kids doesn't sound that impressive, but I think there's a life experience factor there. Uh, Nick Marshall did the same thing going to Garden City Community College. Um, I think there's really something to be said. I mean, if you go living off somewhere in six months, that that six months go slow. You grow up a lot uh, when you just drop everything and go do something else. And for him, I mean, we all. If you're listening, you've probably done that in life. You know, you graduate college and go somewhere. I went to Texas. You know, uh, you came to Alabama um, after graduating school, and it's just, uh, you know, uh, it. You you learn a lot from doing that, and uh, and yeah, I think I think this could be a, a huge life experience for him, even if it is only one year, uh, to help his game. And uh, to help his uh, professional future, whether that be uh, in the NFL, in the XFL, that's, what, <laughs> that's my favorite thing uh, to think about if, if the NFL doesn't work out. Uh, I know he wants to be in the NFL, but all, all told, uh, again, you, you think about Bo, you think about his family. Um, I think there's more to it than just being an NFL player. I think it's a matter of getting in different quarterback rooms, learning as much as you can. And uh, you know, maybe one day he'll be a coach. So, uh, big move, man, big move. And and yeah, like I think you agree. I don't know how much this helps his his. It's not like he's going to play for Lincoln Riley or some you know right QB guru, uh, but uh, I, I do think it can help him in the long run.
0: I agree. I think you hit on a lot of the points. I think what you said about him being challenged by being somewhere else. I mean, think about really where he's grown up, and this is as far as I know. You know, Patrick was at Georgia Tech, uh, was at Miami, uh, was then at Charleston Southern. I think there was another quick stop, but it's basically been mostly in the southeast. I know Miami doesn't necessarily count as really being in the southeast, sure. a little bit different. But I mean, you yeah, know, mostly he both spent his childhood in the southeast. And this is going to be something different. And it, I think you're right that. Having that kind of experience, you know, will probably benefit him in the long run, whether it's playing, coaching, or whatever he does once he's done with football, if he does something else. Um, I want to bring this up and get your sort of thought. We can kind of bounce back and forth. You know, there's kind of a two-sided thing to this in that last week, all we knew was Bo's probably leaving Auburn. Now... There's the Auburn, and, I mean, we talked about the Auburn perspective. Let's talk about the Oregon perspective, and if you're an Oregon fan, if there's an Oregon fan, listen to this, and they, sure. they don't really have any idea about anything other, about Bo other than that time that the true freshman played him and, you know, wind up winning that game in Arlington, Texas. What would you tell an Oregon fan about what they can expect from Bo, what they can see from Bo, things that we might see him improve on, things that, you know, again, working with Kenny Dillingham again that they might be able to work on getting ready for his senior year. I think you're going to see a
1: gunslinger, and if that's what you want in the Pac-12, uh, that's what you're going to get. Um, I think I think they're at a point, honestly, and, and we reached this point at the LSU game uh, this past year where I said, dude, Bo's, Bo's just going to be Bo. Like, quit trying to change him. It's not going to work. You can't, you know, he is more creative than efficient. That's who he is. That's Bo Nix. And I think that's how. And, and now, obviously, they they can do whatever they want. They're paid more than me to coach quarterbacks. But but uh, you know, it's uh, it's. I think that's who he is. And I, if I were Oregon, I'd let him loose and let him do that. I'd let you. You got a mobile quarterback. You've got a guy who runs to pass. Uh, you've got a guy who can also and, and can also use his legs, um, in, in the ground game. Uh, I think that's I think that's the main thing is a gunslinger. You're going to see uh, uh, passing um, passing percentages, uh, you know, between 50 and 60 and 65 percent at most. It's not going to be it's not going to be a dissection, uh, but uh, but and then you're going to see touchdowns and you might see some interceptions. And that's but I, I, I think that's Bo and the other the other part of it, man, is you just cannot sleep on his athleticism, man. Like and they did it. A little bit this year, and, we, you know, we wondered all beginning of the season, hey, man, when you get in the red zone, where is the 11-on-11? And then they, they figured it out pretty quick, the new coaches, uh, to, to let him run, let him move his legs, especially in the red zone, either running to pass or just straight-up running. Uh, he, he is a weapon. I mean, you know, I mean, go ahead and say it. Uh, we all know the secret. Like, you know, white guys don't get that reputation as, of being an athletic kind of guy, but he is that kind of athlete uh so that that's something to 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 look out for and I, you know uh at at Oregon and and in the Pac12 I think he could fit I think it could be a really big uh a really big thing and I think he could uh I think he could really excel against those defenses um I mean just a wide open offense it really could fit his skill set if they work really hard for it to fit his skill set um I think that those wide splits those linemen are spread all the way across the field uh, just wide open offense I think it could re- I think it could really work uh, but but that's that's who it's going to be it's going to be a gunslinger I think out there.
0: Yeah the thing that I would tell any Oregon fans here like who is Bo next or what are we kind of getting for me I would say look up these two plays the one is from this year and it's very obvious it's the touchdown throw to Tyler Fromm against LSU where I still have no idea how he made that play. I mean, I'd like to see how many yards he ran back and forth to keep that play. A fourth down play alive and gave Tyler Frond the opportunity to go downfield, get open, and make the play. The other one is probably my favorite play in the time that I watched Bo play, and it's the Texas AM and game last year when he had that rushing touchdown. And it really was only like a five- or six-yard run. But he, he had no right. <laughs> Positive yardage. He got hit in the backfield, I think at least twice. Yeah. Got out of it and ran to his left and scored. And a I'm a player. It's more than a year since that play happened, Justin. I still have no idea how Bo made that. <laughs> when when you let him use his athletic ability, it's when he's the most dangerous. You know, you could never put him into you can't, you couldn't put him into the corner and say you've got to be a pocket passer because it just you were really hamstring and what he was good at and it may not be pretty and he's not going to complete all his passes and there's going to be times if you're a fan that you're going to get aggravated if he's you know off the mark and you know making mistakes but when he's on he's so much fun to watch just from a fan's perspective so yeah I mean you know my thing if you are an Oregon fan is that I don't know if you're going to win more you know time will tell
1: I mean, it's an attitude win season, so the standards are going to
0: be high. Yes. Yeah. But he's going to be exciting to watch, and he's going to make plays. And if he and Kenny can kind of zero in on what they feel like puts him in the best position to win, and clearly Bo, you know, feels good about the time he spent with Kenny at Auburn. Otherwise, this wouldn't be happening. You know, even if, you know, Bo was attracted to other things about Oregon, you know, he knows Kenny well enough where if he doesn't trust him, that would have been a deal breaker, I'm sure right you know i feel like you gotta be if you're an oregon fan you should come out of this feeling i can understand being a little bit cautiously excited but i think on the whole you should be excited to see what this winds up looking like and does this guarantee you anything no but this college football you you come in the year and think well this team may win eight or nine games and you get a couple lucky breaks and all of a sudden we're talking about a playoff that's just sort of the nature of this game and uh so, yeah, I'm really excited to see just what this looks like. And, and if they're able to maximize Bo's abilities, you know, he's not going to be a Heisman guy. He's not going to be a guy that leads the nation in completion percentage, but he can win you games. You and I both and the Auburn fans that have watched him and even the ones that have gotten mad at him over the years, sometimes, you know, uh, understandably and sometimes a little, little bit not, knows that in big moments he can make big plays.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I think you're, you're going to get a gunslinger uh, it, it, at Oregon. And if you didn't want one, you shouldn't have got Bo Nix. Cause that's who, that's who you got uh, and uh, whether you like it or not. So yeah. I, I and, and, but I, I, you know, I, like I said, I haven't watched much Oregon, but you know what? I did tune into that Pac-12 championship game a little bit and yeah, quarterback play was a problem, Jordan. So uh, it, it does make sense uh, to, to, to fill a gap there. And um yeah, man. I mean, oh, I'll, I'll say kind of, I'm, I'm sure we're about to wrap up. Is just kudos to Bo man for, for, you know, if someone could have thought oh, this is a mistake, oh, he's going to go to UCF. Oh, he's going to, nobody wants him. Nah, bull crap. They want people wanted him. Uh, and now here he is going to a conference championship contender, I would say uh, in the PAC 12 in Oregon. So uh, kudos to him, man, for finding his fit. And uh, you know, uh Jump, jumping out there, uh, it's it's a it's a it's a move like we said to a, a top thirty program, um, something and and uh, hopefully it works out for him and it turns out to be worth doing. Uh, but kudos to him for not being he wasn't afraid, and, and as much as everyone may have doubted or everyone should have called it a mistake, it's it's hard to look at it as a mistake right now. He got the big offer from the big school.
0: Yeah, when we watched Bo at Auburn sometimes we saw him being willing to take a chance. And I think that's how you could characterize this move. He's taking a
1: chance and seeing what he can do out on the West Coast. Right, right, man, man. giving his career, one more last gasp. Like a scrambler of tacklers, Jordan. Uh, one more last gasp and one more chance to beat Georgia. Man, oh, man, oh, man, that is going to be a fun game. We'll have to see. It's in Atlanta.
0: Maybe we try to get credential for that bad boy. Hey,
1: we'll head over there. We'll, I don't know what uh, – let's see. It's on a Friday – no, no, no. Just kidding. Oh, dang. That was the Michigan game that popped up. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure when this is.
0: We'll have to scheme. And we'll do that off the podcast.
1: Any other thoughts on Bo, on
0: Oregon? Um, anything we haven't hit on that you want to say before we wrap this baby up?
1: No, I think that's about it. Um, I just think uh, – I just think – yeah, like I said, man, just kudos to Bo. He got the he got the big the big offer that he would have wanted. Uh and, and he's gonna go play at a, a Power Five major program. So uh I think it's just gonna be a whole lot of fun. That's what I think. Um so yeah, yeah, man. Uh says this game is on September third, 2022. I guess that's on the Saturday. Yeah, Auburn will be playing Mercer that day, sadly. But uh, we'll, we'll – uh, Maybe we'll get them. a
0: day kick and
1: an 8 eight p.m. Yeah. Do 11 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. We'll just head on over. Let's do it. Oh, man. Let's Either way, it. it'll be a lot of fun. And I hope the games don't align, only so Auburn Twitter could be at its absolute most toxic. Absolute most toxic. That will be choice. Choice.
0: <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks, everybody, for listening, for watching. Make sure and share and uh, subscribe and let us all know how you uh, enjoy the podcast, things you want to see. We're going to get out of here on that. For Justin Lee, I'm Jordan Hill, as always. Uh, Take care, and, hey, happy holidays. We'll probably have another podcast in the next few days as we get ready for the Birmingham Bowl. Um, But I hope everybody has a good time and uh, enjoys their time, has a little time with the family over the next few days. See you guys later.